Welcome to the first edition of the Reckless After Message podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, and this week we will be discussing the importance of groups, and I have three guests on this week. If you want to introduce yourselves, you can. Hi, I'm Ashley, and I'm a junior. Um, I'm Michaela, and I'm also a junior. Howdy, I'm Vivian, I'm a senior. So, to start off each podcast, I have decided that we're going to do an icebreaker question before we get into the serious topics. So, the icebreaker question is, if you could combine any two animals to be your pet, what two animals would you combine? Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> a cheetah and a giraffe. No, a cheetah <laughs> and an elephant. A cheetah. <laughs> a cheetah and an elephant. Okay. Uh, no reasoning. Just, <laughs> just, just because. Just say why? <laughs> no, you, oh. you can say okay. whatever. Who wants to go I next? Guess I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll um, <laughs> Probably a cow and <laughs> a giraffe. They just, they seem like they would mix good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to picture all of these animals <laughs> no, right now. I'm to <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I think a lizard and a fish, which probably exists in some <laughs> capacity somewhere in the ocean, but... I don't know. I just like swimming lizard. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why, Why not? not a snake? No, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is probably going to be the most awkward episode out of all <laughs> episodes just because it's the first time. But so tonight Todd talked about in our series that we started for this year, Letters to Gen Z. He talked about how Pretty much what I got from it is we never really know how much time we have left on this earth, and we need to make the most out of it. And he said something at the end, probably along the lines that I just said, but I didn't think to bring up my notes. <laughs> but So Todd said in his message that we don't know how long we have left on this earth, and to God, even a long life, such as Todd was saying, 80 years, uh, is like a breath to God, or a snap almost. How does that make you feel? And what does that change the way that you live your life day by day? Or does it stay pretty much the same? Okay, I'll go. Um, I definitely... I actually think about this a lot, like, on my own time, um, but it really, it does make you think, and it, the, the idea of, like, oh, you know, life is so short, you know, tomorrow's never promised, is, like, a really big thing, like, common in, like, you know, movies and pop culture and that kind of thing, but for those types of things, it usually is more about worldly possessions, and so it would be, like, for example, like, you know, like, you could die tomorrow, like, go tell your soulmate you love them or whatever, but for me, it's just makes me think of times where I'm like, oh, I'm too tired, like, to read the Bible or to pray tonight, like, I'll do it tomorrow, but if tomorrow never comes, you never get a chance to do that as much as you might have wanted to. Yeah, definitely. 
And like, with that whole topic about like, you don't know how long you have until, like, obviously, that and stuff. But, <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. But, like, it's just a good reminder to just live in the moment and, like, get right with God as soon as possible and, like, just live for Him while you can. Because tomorrow's not promised. Like, like how Todd said, he could just die in, like, three years or, like, six months. You never know. So it's important to just, like, take it day by day and try to get right with God as much as possible and, like, as soon as possible. That has definitely made me feel, like, to appreciate everything more. And especially, like, with mission trips from, or, like, to Nicaragua and Boston and everywhere, it makes me realize, like, we have so much. And everyone... Everyone isn't that grateful, and they're always like, I need more. I feel like we should just be grateful for what God has given us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess what I got out of it was each day we kind of need to live our life to the fullest and show God's love to everyone because there are people that I know in my personal life I come in contact with almost every day that don't know God, and I guess I've never really made it a priority in my life to show them who God is. Like, I've showed them through my actions, but I've never really tried to show them through, like, actually telling them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But kind of leading into this year, we do small groups each year at Reckless, and we share our lives and just our journey in with Christ in these small group times with people that we barely knew before but now a lot of them are really good friends because some of us have we're we're in small group in revolution the middle school um youth that we do here at Westridge and some some of my small group peers um, are still the same from five years ago. Like, there's only one or two, but it really is nice to have a community of people um, that you can kind of share life with. So that leads me to my next question for you guys. Um, How has your small group or small group leader affected your walk with Christ or just how you I mean, I guess not so much walk with Christ, but how has being able to have people there for you and people you're able to go to, whether it be on Sunday nights? I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> what, I guess, how has that changed your asp- your outlook, I guess? Because... The freshmen, the upcoming freshmen, some of them, they've never been to Reckless or Revolution. Some of them have never been to Westridge. I guess kind of what's your encouragement to them in getting to know their small group? What have you gotten out of that small community of friends? 
I definitely think that small groups is, like, an important part of the whole, like, reckless and revolution. Because, like, whenever I did revolution back in middle school, I would just go and, like, I would just be there to be there. Like, I wouldn't open up about anything. And it didn't really help until, like, once you start opening up in your small groups, you realize that, like, your small group leaders are there to help you. And, like, that's what they're there for. Like, they want to help you get closer to God help you with all your problems and like just be there for you and then like people in your small group they're also going to build you up because most likely they're going through some really similar stuff if y'all are like that close in age and like in the same grade like y'all are going through the same like problems I guess I mean everyone has like different problems but there's some that are just like everyone has pretty much and it's really important to just communicate in small groups because that's really like what helps the most yeah I would say like my encouragement is definitely go to small group don't just come for the message even though the message is really important but I feel like you just need a a community to have your back and you know that you can always count on them for anything yeah I I could really talk about this forever but I just because like for me small groups take like they're so so important like so prominent they take precedence over um like the message and the worship and all of that for me personally just because it is so important through any any and every season of your life to have a group of people who have the same beliefs as you and not to say that they're even on the same spiritual level as you but just to know that you have people, um, you know, in your same age range that are going to be there for you through, you know, absolutely everything in your life. And, like, they will point you to the Word of God. They will point you to prayer, you know, whether you're straying off or you're, you know, growing closer with God. Like, they will either help you or they'll celebrate you um, through everything. Yeah. Um one of the stories that I think is not, I'm not saying no other small group has gone through this, but a really unique story that came out of my small group from last year. One of the guys, like last year with COVID and home groups and stuff, the most guys that I had in my group was six guys counting the leader. So five high school guys. And one of the guys in my group had never really been to a youth group meeting or he, he'd been to church before but he hadn't have gone under his own will if that makes sense but I mean just getting to see after he did open up like he not that he didn't feel accepted before but he had something that he could kind of relate to because if n- there's only one person opening up in the group there's you're not really going to make any progress in your spiritual journey so near the end of the year, something pretty significant happened uh, with his dad, at, and it just so happened to happen on a Wednesday night when we were all meeting here. So during Todd's message, he got up and walked out of the room, and we really weren't sure why. And, I mean, it was kind of rare for him to not be paying attention to the message. So we kind of we're a little bit confused and we're wondering why he had gotten up and left. So we waited about five minutes thinking maybe he had to go to the bathroom 
But after 15 minutes, Todd was starting to wrap up his message. We went out to find him. Um, he, like, it was the first time he kind of opened up and explained to us what was kind of going on in, in his life. And it was really kind of an eye-opening moment of what small groups are really meant for because there are people who will come on Sundays and then not, like, small groups are really for us to be able to open up to other people because without small groups, I guess there's not really a sense in community almost because there's large groups but no one's really opening up about anything. We're all listening to Todd, but we're not able to put our own experiences out there in our struggles. So I guess the next question is, because I know people who go to Reckless who have had a new leader each year. They've been in Revolution and Reckless. I don't know about you guys, I've had five different small group leaders. So it, I mean, it's kind of a reset each time you get a new small group leader because you've opened up to this one person and then this new person knows nothing about you. So is, do you find it comforting, comforting in knowing that this person will be back next year to kind of walk you through the next stage of life? That's a good question. Um, Pretty much for me, I had one leader from fourth grade to eighth grade, and like I didn't really know anything else. It was like just that leader, and it was really good because I basically like grew up with her, and like everything that I was going through, she basically went through it with me, and like she helped me through all of that. And then starting high school, she ended up leaving, and we got two different leaders. And at first, I was pretty hesitant about it because, like, they didn't know anything about me. They didn't know, like, what to expect or anything. And I, I personally don't like opening up, but it's a good opportunity to, like, progress in that aspect or, like, that area. Because opening up for some people is, like, really hard because they don't want to feel like a burden or, like, they don't want to just, like, put all this stuff out on people. But it's definitely a key factor in small groups. And I think that like, it's pretty hard whenever you have new leaders every year. But, I mean, just, like, open up to the leaders and just pray that they'll help you. Like, maybe it's just because you have that one leader for this one particular part of your life, and God knows who to put in your life. So if he keeps getting, like, new leaders every year, then those leaders from, like, before, they might not have, like, helped, I guess, in the future. I don't know. They're put Say in that. your life for specific changes yeah, you're yeah. going through. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're put in your life for a reason and a purpose. So. Yeah, um, same for me. I'm in the same small group as Ashley. So I had that leader for six years from second to eighth grade. And <clears throat> when she told us that she was leaving, like, I was absolutely devastated. Like, I told her everything. Um, like, I was um, like almost considered being like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't even go to Reckless, especially, you know, we were going into Reckless, like starting high school, which is a whole different thing, being in a new ministry um, and all of that. But the two new leaders that we got, 
it, like Ashley said, it was, you know, we were all hesitant at first to open up because, you know, they were new, they were younger than our previous leader, and we, like, we just weren't sure about it, but they ended up being so right for that, you know, part of our lives, um, and so if you are in that situation where, you know, your leader is leaving or you're switching groups, like, I just encourage you not to be so closed off to it and to not shut down and to try and, you know, slowly open up because, like Ashley said, like, God put those people in your life for a reason at that time. So, you know, they're there to help you. Yeah, and another thing about that is, like, it's also really good with growth as well because whenever I had that one leader for from like fourth grade to eighth grade we were pretty comfortable with her and like we grew with her we told her everything and it was like it was like I don't know it felt like a good foundation like you could always go to her everything and then whenever we got the new leaders all of us were like hesitant like she said and no one really wanted to open up about it but it's really good to like change your environment to help growth because comfort zones are they aren't very good for like progressing in life and like growing in your faith is like very important and if you're just stuck in your comfort zone and you're not growing you need to like I don't know I guess it's just a good opportunity to grow in your faith if your leaders keep switching and stuff which isn't like obviously not the best thing but it's still really good for your walk with God and stuff Yeah, my first year, or even my first day at Reckless, or Revolution, I had a really good leader. It was actually my first ever rush, and we had a good time. I didn't know anyone, so I was, like, kind of starting blank, and um, I was actually terrified, but I opened up with them. I became comfortable with them, and then after rush, she had told me that she wasn't being a reckless small group leader or revolution small group leader and that she was moving to Florida and I was so upset because I didn't know anyone else the only people I knew were in my small group and there's only two other people at the time and the two girls that were in there they stopped coming completely I I think that small group leaders are the most important factor I finally have one that I can open up to and that has been with me since that year when my other small group leader left and I'm not saying it's her fault or anything like she has to go where God takes her but it was still really hard on me and the other girls in the group yeah um I had my first small group leader in sixth grade that was the only year I had him and like no offense to any of my other leaders but he was my favorite leader out of all of them and he he ended up moving to a different church altogether and started doing stuff there. Um, I think something that we don't realize as high school and middle school students is, like Vivian was saying, God may be calling these adults and college students to different places to share his love to other people. Because I, I'm pretty sure... M- my sixth grade leader, he ended up getting an internship at the other church in youth ministry, and he, he's he been pursuing full-time ministry ever since. And I'm not saying that couldn't happen at Westridge, but 
if he was still our small group leader, I think that he wouldn't have tried to apply for the internship, if that makes sense. He would have wanted to stay as our small group leader. And so, yeah, like Vivian and all of you were saying, I think small group leaders are one of the most, if not the most important people on Sunday and Wednesday nights because they really do guide us in our faith and help us to become stronger believers because I, I would encourage you if you do have a new small group leader, try to get to know them because if you don't open up to a new small group leader, they're not going to open up to you because they don't feel comfortable in that situation. Like some of them may that may just be their personality, but it really depends on the leader. So as we get to know our groups this come next week and then start small groups two weeks from now, do you have any words of encouragement to people who it may be their first time, they it may, they may be in a new group, they may have a new small group leader? Um, just trust God and that he has a plan that is right for you because I know, especially, you know, like if you happen to be new or, you know, like all your friends left, you know, whatever the case may be, it can be so horrifying to try and, you know, fit in with another group of people, especially if they already all know each other. But, you know, chances are they're going to welcome you with open arms and, you know, just pray about it and trust that God is doing what's best for you because he always is. Yeah. And along the lines of that, like trusting him and stuff, don't like try not to get mad at him and be like, Ugh, why are you doing this God? And like, why am I not still in this other group with all these other people I know? Or like, why do I have a new leader? Not my old one. Like it's all part of a perfect plan that he has for your life. And sometimes we're not supposed to know like the whole answer pretty much all the time. Cause you just have to trust God, and it could also be another opportunity to grow in your faith if you're going into something that you haven't been before, like new leaders, new small group. Like, it's really scary, but it's also part of God's plan for you and for your growth with Him, and it's really important. Yeah, so I would just say be open-minded because, like Ashley said, God's plan is perfect for you, and you can't be mad at Him because your friends don't come or you have a new leader like God's timing is perfect it's not on your time you just need to open up and trust yeah well thank you guys for being on the first episode of the Reckless After Message podcast it should be an interesting episode (laughs) (laughs) sorry for We hope all the listeners have a great week, and hopefully if you're not able to join us in person this past Sunday, you will be able to join us this coming up Sunday as we get ready to start groups. We hope you guys have a great week, and hopefully we'll have a great week next week. <laughs>